Good night and welcome to Just the Conversation. In the midst of that, we have none other than Minister Mon, brother Matthew, Minister Hayden, and we have none other than Laura. I'm joking. Pastor Laura is in the midst of us today. Hello, whichever way you want. The originator of Try Jesus. No, not Try Jesus. <laughs> open Forum. Okay. It's where they speak. This they discuss stuff and they be open. It's more like the birthing and the no, process that I you think, go I through. Think, no, think, no, 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 no. I felt like that was her ministry. The that birthing. was her ministry. That's still her ministry. Oh. It's like, I haven't missed the uh, pastor or me, uh, message that did not include the birthing process. <laughs> really. <laughs> The birthing process is like first they started in the womb, and sometimes you travail and. Uh, that's your pastor Lord impression. <laughs> just that's all I'm like. I remember, so it's like I'm like the travailing. You heard the preacher's voice. Yeah, yeah, that, that snap coming behind it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how it all began. That's right? how it begins. Yeah, you got to start from somewhere. But yeah, don't forget to hop over to our YouTube page. That's a conversation. Don't forget to subscribe. Also, coming in, don't forget to share this program out. So this week we're on breaking tradition part two. Um, last week we just talked about breaking tradition. You know, this week you know we're gonna extend it. You know, a little bit more, and we're gonna get more deeper in it. You know, we're gonna try to get to the the root of why. Some of us, you know, are the way we are, or why we struggle with what we struggle with. And Pastor Lord is going to, you know, kind of, you know, give us some, some foundation, you know, about tradition and, you know, all about the, 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 the matter of fact, you know, you know, one thing I love I about this lady, you know, is that um, she, <laughs> she, um, she has a thing that she always says, you know, mm. and she always said, keep it real. Mm. And, you know, I love when people keep it real because, I mean, it's not everyone <laughs> wants to hear a Bible verse or hear a scripture or something like that. Yeah, Sometimes people just want to hear, like, the truth and they want to hear, like, you know, what have you been through? What have you faced? What have you seen? You know, what have you um, prevailed through? Yeah. You know, like you said, the birthing process. When a woman gives birth, she can explain to you, like, listen, like, it's going to come a point in time when you have to push. <laughs> and that pushing is going to be, it's going to hurt. Mm. You know, so, I mean, they have new technology now, which is called, a, what do you call that thing? Um... For the for the ladies, they put it in their spine and they numb everything. Oh, oh the epidural. Epidural, yeah. you know. So we're not gonna yeah, we're not gonna I, use I the, the old tradition. Yeah, we, we're, we're gonna do it. See, 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 tradition. tradition. So we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna get into the old tradition way tonight. So you know, my thing is that um, my question is is why why were our generation before us you know scared to teach us stuff the right way. Was it that word that you guys were afraid to like open our eyes to things to come, or you guys just wanted us to experience it on our own? Well, I don't know about generation before. Mm. My generation, I spoke to my kids. Mm. I told them everything. You just kept like it real? How, yes, I did. So I got a question. All right, since you kept it real, did you tell your kid like, oh, um, well, you're not supposed to have sex before marriage, or you just told them the reason why they're not supposed to? Do I before? told them the reason why. Okay. Because a lot of us was brought up saying, listen, just don't do it. Mm. That's the get... older generation. Okay. But I feel like I minister to the younger generation. Mm. So I'm curious, what is the reason that, um, based on how you, were, um, you raise your kids? What's the question? All right, so um, let me rephrase. All right, so what I mean by that is you said that you taught them the reason why. Those who are listening, because I just realized we got some younger viewers on here. Yeah, well, well, I went into not just the 
you know, the sensual part of it. Because everybody at a certain age start to have um, those desires. kind of feelings and desires and want to play on them. I kind of let them know when you engage, know that you're not just engaging with the person you're looking at, mm -hmm. you're engaging in their past. And you're engaging in some of the mistakes they made or what is good or bad, you know, things that happen. And so you know that you're ready for this because this is not just uh, uh, opening up yourself to intimacy mm -hmm. once. It's like opening up doors. That you're going to have to deal with some things here. Do you, uh, one of the, 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 the discussions we talked about last week was when Esau forsook his birthright. Right. And he didn't know until after the fact that he... That it was worth anything. And he, he right. wept for it real bitterly. So even if you told, you were telling, you know, the physical aspect and the sensual aspect, do you think people can put away the temporary desire or lust or even what you're telling them in the physical to pick up that sensual or that spiritual aspect that you're you're explaining? Most of the times they said, thanks for the information, but um, we're going to do it the way we want to do it. Right, mm -hmm. right, man. The Esau way. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're willing to make our mistakes. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the information. Mm -hmm. And my mother would hear and said, "That's one thing I tell you about Laura. She doesn't hide anything from the kids." That's good. And well, some would say, "No, no, we shouldn't. no I, I don't think so because I think things were hidden from me." This is this is my belief. I believe like you know I should be like the one to actually sit and have a drink with my child. Mm -hmm. I believe like, if my child wants to experience something like that, mm -hmm. it should be with me as a parent. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same thing if the child want to, like, say, for instance, venture out and smoking weed or something like that. You know, I, be, I that's just my belief. Like, instead of having your child going out there and experience with something else, then you get a phone call, like, listen, X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. At least they have that feeling and they write to understand, like, man, this is how this feels. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what it does to your 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 your, your brain cells. This is what it does to your, your judgment and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, so... You know, for them to experience it, you know. Well, at least, at least you know what your limit is. Exactly. You don't think some of this no man? You want to find out your limit, like while you're on the road. You want to find out where you say. Right. I mean, I I could understand how you feel and why you're saying that, mm -hmm. but as as far as if if I indulge with someone doing wrong, how can I then therefore tell them not to do it or that's not the path you go down? Mm -hmm. So it. it for, even in indulging with someone that's doing wrong, you know, I would make myself look like almost like a hypocrite. Is how can I stop you now? Now that I'm the one that did it with you, you see yeah. what I'm saying? So it'll it'll kind of pose a problem if, you know, if if the like you said the reason if I was saying like, hey, look, I'm gonna do this with you because of this fact and this fact and you know, but at the same time, now when it turns to me and say stop, that's wrong. I was trying to tell you it was wrong. They they're confused. Like you did it with me. But well, you have yeah. to explain everything from the beginning. Yeah, but you know, be rough. Yeah. To me, I I believe like the the older generation, they were like scared to show their weakness in front of us. Yeah, you know, they were, their they were, flaws. Their flaws. Yeah. They were scared to say, listen, like I messed up. It's just like say for instance, somebody had a kid when they were young. Uh -huh. You know, they were scared to say, listen, I messed up. You know, I had you when I was young. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of explaining to them what happened and say, listen, yeah. well, this is what happened. You know, this is what came out of it. You know, and 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 show them like the. The, the, the down spiral, I showed them the line towards it. Now, because I did this, you know, I had to pretty much give up education in order to work to provide for you and all right, this. Show right, them the right, show them everything that you had to face to go through it. Yeah. Instead of just saying, like, listen, like, just don't do it. You know, and that to me is like, that's where we get caught up in tradition also. There's people just keep telling you, like, just don't do it, but you're not telling me why not to do it. Right, but if you right. explain to them in detail, like, listen, right. 
this is why you shouldn't do it. Right. This is what's going to happen if you do if it. If you do it. You yeah. know, and this is the outcome of it. And right. then they have a clear understanding, mm-hmm. you know, and then they can say, listen, well, I was warned. Yeah. You know, where before, where they can look at you and say, listen, you never told me. Yeah. Or you never showed me. You never, like, guide me the right way. Mm-hmm. So right. you don't never hear that. You know, right. you remember, um, it's a thing they always say in the islands that, hey, um, this is, um, if me didn't know, I would have never done it. You know, that time it's too late. That's a lie. <laughs> it's, it's, a lot of, it. it's a lot of people that know and they'll still do it. And you really yeah. and you really can't and you really can't excuse anyone for not knowing because there was a reason why they did it. If you if you see something and you have a lust and desire to do it, mm-hmm. no you matter it. no matter how wrong you know it is yeah. or how wrong you or even the consequence that comes after it. You just had that strong lust and desire to do it, so you did it. But at least you're going informed. And this is the thing, and I, I had that discussion with my daughter, and a lot of the younger generation, they'd say, wow, we didn't know that. You know, I never thought of things like that. You know, I never see it that way. So I said, well, this is what it is. Hmm. And then I would share, open up my story. Now, you know how transparent I can get. So I'll open up my story because they're like, ah, I don't think so. Because, you know, at one stage, um, my children, my, my son would say, mom is paranoid. <laughs> she's, she's always saying, where'd she get these things from? And I would say, hey, guys, listen, it's not paranoia. <laughs> this is what happened. You saw this. You saw the manifestation this way. But you don't know the story behind it. And this is what happened. And then when I would show it to them, they would say, what? No, mom, not you, not you. I said, yes, 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 me. And then they would say, wow. And now my daughter would say, wow, mom, thank you, because you opened me up to some things that I never knew before. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to try this or that. It's just that I appreciate you right. telling me, because dad wouldn't tell me. Right. Dad has his mouth closed. But mom, she would say, mom, I appreciate you because you open up and you tell me everything i believe that we should you know in order to to break tradition or to break you know stuff from from that's okay like a lot of things that we hear a lot nowadays is like we're talking about like traditional curses or we talk about like generational curses or the reason why you know a lot of us are the way we are you know when you think about like you were talking about last week with david you know um when you're talking about somebody that's rejected you know from your father when your father that Somebody's supposed to be the, the backbone of you. You look up to your father to somebody to guide you mm-hmm. and to show you, like, listen, okay, let me teach you how to drive. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, hey, dad, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this girl, X, Y, Z, and you don't have that around you. You know, David, you know, he felt abandoned. And David, you know, they said that that's the reason why David was the way he was, mm-hmm. why he was a womanizer. Mm-hmm. You know, so in order for us to break those traditions or to break those things, we have to face them. You know, when we've been through it, so we doesn't, so we don't leak it onto now our generation coming up behind us, which is our sons. Yeah. You know, where we explain to our sons, like, listen, this is how it's supposed to be, and you try to you try to guide them along that path, right? You know, you because do. when you think about, you know, um, like your your your, your older folks, you know, mm-hmm. hurt people, hurt people. So if they were hurt coming up, guess what? They start hurting you, right? You know, and then Pastor Laurie used to say that a lot of times, like. You know, they like the ladies will say, "Listen, when they have that bitterness in their mouth from the from the, the father, mm-hmm. they just say, listen, 'Listen, you're gonna come out worthless like your father. Yeah. Are you gonna be nothing like your you father? You're speaking right, that over right. that kid's life. Right. Yeah, you pass. You know, and then remember you said that last week. Like mm-hmm. when you start to believe it now, then what you start to do, you could be more than that. Yeah. But then you start to believe it, and you start to walk into it, and you start to live it. Yeah. You know, where you become nothing. So you know, it's for us to, at this stage, you know, mm-hmm. to understand that like, we don't have to be, you know, 
you know, just like you said last week, you know, em- emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't have to keep ourselves going on that track or keep ourselves in that mindset. No, nah, that's mm-hmm. what she said. I said. No, you did mention that. You did mention that. You said one of your aunties. Uh, free me up from mental slavery. Yeah, that's different. same thing. Same it's the same thing, same but difference. one's a song, one's just a quote. mental state. But we knew what you was meaning. Yeah. But, and, and, and like like you were saying, like, okay, th- think about this, really. If you really told your children, like, your children seeing you the way they see you, mm-hmm. but they ain't never see that side of you on the, when you was on the other side, mm-hmm. they ain't going to believe that, man. They going to look at you like you an old dude. But, 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 minister, they have some tendencies in them. Mm-hmm. They're going to find themselves with, they call them proclivities, tendencies, mm-hmm. for one thing or the other. They're going to be mm-hmm. like, why am I the way I am? That told Serena, these are some of the struggles you're going to have as a girl. Mm-hmm. Mom! I said, this is the, these are some of the struggles you're going to have. Like what? I don't want to say it to Okay. So, uh, it's a mother-daughter thing. It's a mother-daughter talk. Okay. And, 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 and when I explained it to her, and she goes, oh, mom, she was younger. Yeah. I said, these are some of the struggles you're going to have because these are some of the struggles I had before I conquered them, before I had you. Mm-hmm. You think she believed it? She go, oh my God! As, as far as it, she didn't want to hear she it coming from. She didn't want to hear it then. But as she grew older, I said, remember I told you, Serena? Oh God, yes, Mom. I guess, I guess. Well, my oldest son is the same way. I, I talked to him about that stuff. He be like, yo, Dad, I really want to talk about it. I go, well, you need to learn. You have to learn. Why you think it's embarrassing? Or, or? To him, I guess it's embarrassing. But to me, it's not. I'm just trying to make sure that you have an understanding and awareness. You know where I I never got that. Well, you know, I had to figure it out on my own. Well, you ever, you ever, you ever seen like maybe like you ever seen like an older couple just like making out in front of you? Like, how does that look? Like an old couple. I mean, because even I, showing same, affection same, or yeah. showing affection or love. Same thing in my house. Like whenever like me and my wife do something or whatever, like they always talk about like, or Caleb always cover his face. That's what I'm you saying. Know, but, like even like now, like I I walk up to my sons and I hug him and I kiss him. Yeah, you know, I never got that growing up, but that's just the stuff I'm trying to break from them. Not the, yeah. for them to understand, like yeah. traditional, yeah. so they can understand. Like, listen, you could be affectionate to your kids, and it doesn't have to be like you know, it, it's something wrong with it. Definitely, you know, it's actually a good thing. It is, you know. So, but we would, we, I mean, and and that's what I'm saying. That idea of of doing that and talking about things like that mm-hmm. is so foreign. It is. They don't want to discuss it, and then we have the younger generation. They're having struggles coming up. And they don't know why they are the way they are. We have these reunions, right? Mm-hmm. And we eat and drink, but nobody tries to find out why. Mm. Why? Well, why I have a tendency towards lesbianism. That's true. Why I have a tendency mm. towards homosexuality. Nobody wants to talk about that, right? Mm. I mean, I don't. Well, I, I'm, I, not, I'm not saying we are, but I'm just saying. Right, right, why right. do I have a tendency? Well, Somebody in the family, some door was open. Blah 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 blah. You don't think them kids talk about that stuff like that? I they think do. amongst themselves amongst they themselves. do. That's what that's what I'm saying. But so that's what I'm trying to say is they just don't want to talk about it to the adults with an older person. With an older person, and that's the one thing I want. Somebody told me as a younger somebody I was mentoring, and she would say to me, "Open up to the younger generation. You gotta open up to them because and if when they talk to you, take that shocked look off your face." Because if, if you if you if you have that shock look on your face, trust me, they're not coming back. That's true. So I'll be like, all right. So when Serena said, Mom, I want to talk to her, I said, give me a minute. I go in the bathroom. I go, okay, I'm ready. Jesus, give me the strength. Give me the strength. But I don't want to do that. To make it through the day. And then she goes, oh, that's the look I never wanted to see on your face. I don't want you to think that you can't trust me. Whew. 
and, and, and it's so when you're ministering to the younger generation, you have to be open. Open-minded. You have to be open-minded. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with the younger... You're going to hear everything. It's struggles that we had that we didn't want to talk about. They're having it full on, and they're going to want to talk about it. And they're going to want you... They want somebody to talk to. And they I, want some feedback. I feel yeah, like, like if you open that line of com communication, like, on a regular basis, regardless, they may feel a way in the beginning. Because in the beginning, when I was younger, I found it embarrassing when my mom and dad was uh, lovey-dovey. But as I got older, I, like, I respect it. I'm like, okay, they still love each other. It takes maturity see, yeah, to see that. Yeah, but they they didn't just do it once in a while. They always, All the time. They always showed it. So it's like, it's normal in the house for the see that thing, kind of thing. Like, for instance, my mom and dad, they don't talk about family. <laughs> they don't talk about family. So it's like outside of the your close brothers and sister, mother and father. I did not know my father's um, grandma, uh, aunts or uncles. Okay. Did not know my mother's aunts or uncles. <laughs> and it's like it wasn't until certain situations happened that I'm like, oh, okay. Like for instance, my grandmother. Yes, she passed away, but I didn't know how impactful she was in a lot of people's life. And it's like, certain family members, I, I used to think, I, I shared certain negative ways with them, I'm like, and I couldn't agree with them. And then it's like, only to find out afterwards when they open up a little bit, like, oh, okay, so this is where that came from. Right. It so wasn't, I don't understand why we have to wait until somebody dies, dies to, yeah. uh, to find out about our family to actually um, yeah. get an understanding of who we are. Because yeah. it's like, other than the close brothers and sisters, unless you really go out there to find out your cousins, um, your aunts, your uncles, they'll just die off and it's like, okay. Because yeah. it's like, before that, my, my my father, he's like, oh, my final aunt passed away. I'm like, he's like, I was really close to her and she lived in New York. I'm like, dad, you mean to tell me that you had a family member here in America? Whoa. He's like, yeah. yeah. And then we just let it go. I'm like, well, what do you, you do serious? with it at that point? She passed away. What else? Yeah. <laughs> like, but I think it. that's kind of what Pastor Laura is saying when we get to these family reunions or we, when we get right. to, the, you know, you, you like, we have to be diligent ourselves as to want to know what's going on. What's really mm. going on. And, and, and the thing is, the older people, like, for instance, when they were growing up, it was probably like, they was probably telling their they sons and daughters, stay out of grown folks' business. Don't be around here when I'm talking. You you guys ain't you you ain't got ears for this. Get out of here. Mm. But at the same time, but at the same time, there's still stories. I, I remember I was talking to my grandma one time, and she took me all the way back to when she was young in Jamaica, mm. and she was like, "No one ever asked me these questions," mm. and I'm asking her these questions, getting to know these questions, getting to, and and it, it took a lot of burden off of her because she was like she had all this that she wanted to tell people. But she you, would think, like, you think no one never asked the question or they were just afraid to ask the question because they know the answer probably wouldn't have been right? Well, from what she was telling me, no one considered asking her. Uh -huh. And she was just like, she wanted to talk about a lot of these things, but she wasn't going to just go open herself up and pour it out to people. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, even sometimes, even when she said she got the feeling to open up and tell people, they always, like, really didn't give that attentive ear that she wanted. Uh -huh. So she pulled back. And she was like, because you was asking more questions and you was taking it deeper and you was asking for more. She was like, I got to pour out to you. Wow. And and I never understood how impactful that was. And it was also with her getting a little bit, she's like 93 now. Mm 
and she was having health problems at the time. So it was it was kind of like weighing on her that she had an untold story, an un- untold book that ain't nobody know. And she opened it up to me, and I was able to absorb some of them pages out that book. One thing I figured I, I figured out after the fact, because I'm like, okay, these are the reasons why some of them might not want to talk about it because it's kind of embarrassing or it's a dark area in their life that they don't want to bring up. Hey. But it's like, hey. I realize, um, like, for instance, with my mom, whenever she bring it up for her family, I always try to um, sit around because usually she it's easier to talk with her nieces about certain situations than mm. it is for me. So it's like, I, I ask questions, but tight lift. I'm like, okay. But you know what I feel but, like? <laughs> I feel like if you really want to see the next generation move forward, mm-hmm. if you decide that some of the struggles of your family, like how I decide it stops here, draw mm-hmm. the line in the sand, and I really want to changes, mm-hmm. you have to be transparent. That's true. You, you have do. To you have to open up. You have to be. You have to go in the closets and start digging out some stuff. Mm-hmm. The day that I did, because I, I couldn't wait. When my daughter was young, I kept saying, I can't wait. I said, Serena, when you get to be 18, there's stuff I'm going to talk to you about. Talk to me about it. No, I said, no, you're not ready yet. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying it over the years. And when she got, she says, okay, mommy, I'm 18 now. I said, wait, 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 because I wanted to see her maturity level. And, then I, and I got an opportunity, a teachable moment. And I said, come, come, come to the bedroom. Come, we're going to talk. And I was watching her expression, and little by little, I just opened up, opened up some stuff. And even till now, my husband would say, oh, you never tell her that. You don't tell her everything. And Serena go, yeah, mom told me everything. He said everything. She said everything. And it <laughs> took the weight off me, because now I can talk to her. Ruthie laughing. But now I can talk to her as a daughter. Like we can go out, and I'd say, Serena, Serena, you see back here? You see that? You see this? And she go, mommy, I'm like you. Because you see how we laugh together? And you see how we do this dance together? And um, she's like, we're like, we have the same kind of stuff like that. So, I can really talk to her, do the girly thing, and do the mother-daughter thing, and the young woman thing. Because mm-hmm. guess what? When I leave, I'm passing on legacies. Mm-hmm. And that's what so, we're here for. So my question to you, because I, I realize that women stick together and stuff like that, and woman power and stuff, uh, why is it that it's easier for um for you to talk to your daughter than it is to your son? Sons are different. They, they don't talk much. So? You be talking to them and they go, mm. 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 You be pouring out your heart and it goes, mm. Okay. We just I listen mean, different. It's like, they don't, that's they don't say too much. They don't we're, ask questions. They just go, we're, mm. we're processing everything in our head okay. before we respond. Because okay. it's like, you bring, regardless of the situation, you bring up personal, if it's just mundane conversation, okay, I understand. But you bring up personal situation, we don't know how to answer certain things because yeah. you guys not teaching us the emotional side most of the time. And that's so it's the, like, that's, that's so the point. if you expect you, you raise a kid, you're not teaching him how to be uh, express his emotion, right. and then by the time he hit 18, 20, and then you're talking about some emotional stuff, you expect him to be emotional. Um, and, and that's okay. why, and that's why a lot of men just don't open up because we, like, when you're young and you fall off your bike, I man, get up and go back and ride a bike. Yeah, yeah, you, what you crying for? Shut them tears up. Mm-hmm. I actually seen someone you know in my store when the kid was like. That kid that couldn't be no more than one, little bit years old. And he's like, yo, shut up. Why are you crying? And I'm looking at it like, bro, like, the kids don't even... They, it's like, think about an animal. Okay, you can give an animal and you can pet him. Mm. But the minute you do something wrong, he don't know how to express to you like, like bro, I don't like that. Mm. And it's the same thing with a child. They can't speak. 
So they're expressing like something is bothering me right now. Mm-hmm. So you can't just tell a child to shut up and stop crying. The animal gonna start lash out or do something. You know, he he's gonna either try to jump on your hand or he's gonna he's gonna try to do something to get mm-hmm. it, to get to get get himself out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And the child opening their mouth and then he's like, listen, like shut up. And I'm like, I'm looking at him like I really wanted to say something. I said, you know what, leave it alone because at the end of the day, it's not my place. But you can't. That's 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 the mentality that like a lot of men have. Like coming up, like mm-hmm. like brush, wipe it off, or what we, they say in football, go run it off, go walk it off. Like, yeah. bro, my leg could be like a bone sticking. I'm not gonna walk it off. You're fine. <laughs> no, because it's 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 always a, a forefront thing in your mind. Like you don't want to hear no man complain. You don't, but even if something, even if we have emotions too. No, it's true, and 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 that's why I say it could go both sides with it. Because the point that I'm making is. Mm-hmm. A person could have a valid beef, mm-hmm. but imagine if they just sitting there whining your ear off about it. Hey, Minister Hayden, man, you seen that man step on my toe? Brother Matt, you seen that man? Man, I don't like when people step on my toe. After a while, you're going to be like, man, look, you, either you're going to do something about it mm-hmm. or stop talking about it. True. Process process the emotion. Process, you know, what you're saying, but you keep on running off, running off, running off. Like, what is you going to do? Like, and, and I can understand it coming from a female, mm-hmm. but... Well, we, we look at it as it coming from a man. Like, come my on, thing bro. Is your father in your life is supposed to teach you how to like process on just figure on just how to figure things out. Right. Mother is there to like, oh, how do you process this situation uh-huh. in a proper way? Because knowing how to just um, do something is good, but it's like knowing how to like effectively do something is better. So it's like your mother, they teaching you how to process certain things emotionally. That's you learning effectively how to handle that emotion. Yes, you still gotta, still gotta keep moving. That's what your father is teaching you. All right, this problem. Yes, it's terrible, but it's like how we get through this. We do this, but there's still that other thing, that small thing that if you don't really take care of it, it could become a larger thing. That's the emotional side of it that your mom helps you um, process through. Okay, but, but let me but, ask you this. But the men would the men would say this because I remember with my son's father there was something going on and I thought that was I needed to reach out to my son and he said no man there's a boy picking the man stop that <laughs> no because stop stop, 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 yeah. stop them foolishness and you know, man. stop 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 a, a, a rub him down man a boy man make him just move on and what are you gonna do? They've been teaching the boys not to be emotional. Instead, if you're gonna run him down and I pick him up, you're gonna make him soft. Man, not for soft. And and that's know, real. I, I don't know if it's a it's just an island thing or if it's like just a man thing or whatever. Because I'm I remember, sorry to I, speak I was, in patois, but I was yeah. watching um the boxer. <laughs> no you know, I don't remember his name. He was born in Jamaica, and he like he was winning like a lot of his fights, mm-hmm. and his father was like his backbone. Mm-hmm. And then the one time he got knocked out, he said he remember looking. He see his father turn his back and start to walk away, and he's like, "Bro, like what happened?" So then he remember going into the room, and his father's like fussing, and he's like, "What's going on over there?" He's like, "Yo, your father's mad." And if I like him, him should have dead. And I'm like, <laughs> like, why would that be your outcome? Because the, the man lost one fight. Mm. You know, why is it that our outcome that like, we taught down to our children because something is wrong or something happened? Yeah, Instead of trying to figure out, like, like, listen, son, hey, you lost this one, but that's fine. Come on. Let's yeah, get up. Let's practice. That, that's it. You know, let's see what happened. You yeah. know, let's just go watch some films or something. You know, and it's the same thing. If you think about, if you look at tradition, mm. you know, you have a male figure. And a female figure born in the house. Mm. They give the, the son soldiers and trucks and all that. 
you know, and then you wonder why they pick up a gun when they turn, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 years yeah, old. And then you're giving, you know, the girls these, these Barbie sets and teaching them how to cook and all this stuff. And so you're pretty much training them to take care of a house. You're training a man to, like, pretty much, you know, say, listen, you got to live behind a gun. You know, you're giving them soldiers and all that, like, go join the military. That's what you, that's what you, you've grown up seeing, you know. And to me, it's just that time where in the era, we just have to, like, try to change that, like, you know, you if if your son falls and and he, he scratches his feet and he's crying, like I said, bro, like it's okay, mm-hmm. just get up and just you know, just just go back on it. Don't be afraid of it because you fall. You know, it's all right. You could cry. It's okay. You know, but just go back. Just go back on it. You know, don't don't yeah. run away from it. You know, and they wonder why a lot of a lot of men are not in the houses. They run from they run from stuff. But it's a fine line, right? Mm-hmm. Between like I, I be hearing y'all say jelly back or soft. I got that from America, from American friend, but go ahead, yeah. I'm just saying, I, I just be hearing, you know, people say jelly back like a person ain't got no spine or they soft or they can't right. stand up on their morals or integrity I, about men or a man a man being soft. It's it's a fine line between you correcting a man because in this society, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it like this, mm-hmm. for a man or a woman, a, a woman could do the same thing that a man does and she could be condemned for it, and a man could be praised and honored for it. Right. Or a man could go out and have a rough day, especially a man of, of color, of mm-hmm. pigmentation, can have a rough day, mm-hmm. and will nobody show him any love. That's true. So for me to complain about that, knowing that I'm going to go out into a world like that, or for me to be soft or jellyback, knowing I'm going to go out into a world like that, it doesn't do me any good. So I have to get that out of my brain, that anyone gonna feel any kind of way for me. Right. Cause so so that's part of the mentality. But like you say, part another part of the mentality is you know even with that being said, I'm able to show my emotions to those who I feel are ready to handle, or 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 value the emotions I show them, mm-hmm. and I have to be very diligent in who I share those emotions with, because they could turn that on me at any time. And use it as a weapon against me. And that's the fine line that we face. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? I don't have to be be hard and I don't have to be a stone flint to everybody. I could open up to some people, but I got to be very selective in who I put that stone flint on for and who I take it off for. That's true, man. And the the, the the moment you know you kind of show your express your 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 soft side or your emotion side. You're vulnerable. You're vulnerable, and then people just look at it like, oh yeah, look, see he's soft. What? And they, they won't even respect or care about your past. Exactly. Who you used to be. Yeah. And, and you, not knowing that that's still sitting inside of us. Yeah, you don't know. I'm I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard not to go back. And that's real. Mm-hmm. And then and then some people have no idea, like you know. Like some people that have grown up like a certain way, maybe in tradition for so long, mm-hmm. they have no idea of the person they sitting next to or across from. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Somebody said trust is an issue with most men. Trust is an issue with everybody. I mean, you gotta elaborate on that. I mean, <laughs> no, well, I can understand. I can understand because man, like really in truth, with 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 men to let their guard down. They feel like if, if they vulnerable and they let their guard down, mm-hmm. oh, now they got to kill you. Like somebody tell you a secret, you know? I could tell you, but now I got to kill the same you. Thing right. with, the same it's, thing with women. Yeah. Women build up these these walls that, you know, after being hurt so much or being going through like emotion, like an emotional roller coaster, yeah. and they put these walls up. So then when they finally meet somebody, now this guy got to like knock these walls down. You know, and he finally knocked these walls down. 
and then the wall comes down, and then now you kind of show a trait or a similarity of something they've been through. Guess what? That wall goes back, back up, up fast as fast as you could know what, man. But you yeah. must remember with women, um, especially women that you know they're emotional, mm-hmm. and women that have been through hurt. A man been have, through her too. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'm just let's let's just put a little light mm-hmm. now on the woman before I hit the men. Okay. Woman that's been through hurt and and relationships <laughs> and ended up with children and have to be the mother and the father in the house. Mm-hmm. They develop a tough exterior yeah. because they have to be daddy and mommy. So when another man comes on the scene, it's gonna be hard to break through. Because she has held the pose of the mother mm-hmm. and the father for years. Mm. And now you want to come in here and tell me how to talk to my kids. Da, 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 and they're going to up in your face. You you know, they become tough. They become tough. You're not going to be able to get them to pull down that shield so easy. They have to learn to trust you. You're because just... they're figuring, this dude not going to come up here and do what the other one did. That's I'm not going to let... That's the wrong mindset to have it with. I know, but because they've been hurt and because they, the, 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 the manifestation, the children came and they had to deal with it, they are not going to... They couldn't be soft to raise, a, to raise children, be mother and father. They couldn't be soft. Yeah. So when the dude comes in the house or the getting married or whoever it is, mm. they're not going to let down their guard like that. They're going to be watching you and sizing you up. And until they got healed, they get healed, they're going to be looking at you the same way that they looked at the dude before that hurt them. You're going to have to prove yourself. It's not. It's unfortunate, but that is really what it is. But I, be, I believe... Compared to a situation where mm-hmm. you didn't have a woman in the... You know, a, a, a situation where you didn't have um, children or somebody that didn't go through hurt, somebody that was innocent, they will treat you differently. And it's the same way with men, Right. You're going to well, find you're in a situation with a woman. And especially if another woman hurt you, you're not just going to go in high, honey, kind of thing. There's going to be some kind of guard. There's going to be some kind of trust issue. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to earn that. I feel I feel socially, I'm not talking about in a relationship, mm-hmm. but just socially, mm-hmm. a woman will go to a place in the public and talk to strangers, you know, and just have light conversation. And I feel that men don't really do that. As far as we talking about trust that way, mm-hmm. that that that's what I'm saying. It it takes a lot for you to get close to a man, for a man to even be like, you know, hey, we could we could hang out together, or we could vibe together, or we could do this together. I think women women do that more naturally than than men do. But as far as when it comes down to if it's in a relationship, mm-hmm. it don't matter. Men and women probably look like the same way. If, like you say, if I get hurt in a relationship, I'm going to be just like she is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be watching your phone. I'm going to be watching your movements. I don't know about all that, but... I'm, I'm, I mean, men do. Men do. If you, want, if, you want, if you want to get hurt real quick, go through somebody's phone. That's what I always say. I don't, I don't believe you're sure. Um, I'm just saying when apostle, people... Apostle yeah. say, men slash boys desire to be honored. If you honor them and show respect, you will win them. I mean, I don't agree with that, to be honest with you. If, if a woman honors... A, a lot of women out there honor honor a man, and they don't. They still don't win them. They still don't have them 100. Can you? That's like a that's like that's like a vague statement. Can you? That's like saying, okay, me, you're in a relationship. You honor me, you're gonna win me when I have five more out there. 
But eventually, eventually, when you continue to honor, I I believe, mm -hmm. when you continue to honor the man mm -hmm. and show him respect, and and you know, don't talk down to him like he's a boy. Mm -hmm. But that's the problem with this day and age. Can you do me a favor? Where's the respect? Explain to me what you mean by honor, because it's like. It, well, you're gonna it's, let a man be a man. You're not you gonna. Well, see, I don't want to put the woman out there. What about there? You know, they've like, been putting us out there for years, and we gotta saying, deal with it. Let a man be a man. But they don't let you be a man. Honor. Um, what do you wise, mean? Wise must honor their husband. Okay. Sometimes, and I'm just bringing up a scenario. Sometimes, in in a relationship, you know, in a household, you may have the woman and the man, and maybe. The woman is making more than the man. It doesn't mean that because he's making less and he's bringing in less you financially that you should talk down to him and feel like he's a boy or let him know that, okay, I run things up in here, you know, da, 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 you know? But at the no. same time, I don't... And so you asked me about honor okay. and respect. Mm -hmm. You're going to let him know that even though you know, mm -hmm. but you're still going to give him his place in the house. You're still going to let him know, okay, here's what you want us to do. Even though you know you're the one bringing in the bacon. But my thing is, I don't... Just like what you're saying, um, yes, you don't make him feel less than, but at the same time, your goal is not to make your, um, to uh, make yourself feel... Um, to hold yourself back just because he's trying to build his ego. No, it, it's a mutual thing. You honor him and he loves you. Okay. There's nothing, let me tell you about a woman. You will get a woman to do anything if you show her love. Women love to feel like they're special. Okay. And when you start pouring on love on her, she'll do just about anything for you. Okay. And so it is with a man. A man does not like to be disrespected. Am I right? No. Well, I th I, as far as when you talk about honor, I feel like if... Like the man is the head of the house. He is the head. If we was the if we was to really like honor that principle, then regardless if the man was doing wrong or not, well he gonna have to check himself sometime and be like, boy, even though I was dead wrong, she honored me like the head yeah, of the and house, especially in front of the kids. And he gonna have to look at her different, even if he was dead. He gonna have to change his ways, even if he was dead wrong. Well, some issues are some some situations. I don't know, bro. Some some men won't because they have no honor themselves. <laughs> so how can they honor anything? See, that's that's a that's a command from God. So if you can't honor that, then you can't honor God. And if you can't honor God, how can you show any anybody else any honor? So it has to it has to lie within that first. I think a woman can bring out the best in a man. Some woman. If you bring, if you bring God in the, <laughs> the right relationship, woman. the right woman. Can if you bring, bring the best if out you bring man. God in the relationship, oh, and you listen to God, yeah. I think the situation can change considerably. But what if you're listening to God, but then the man don't want to change? Look, the thing I mean, is, because like I think, like a woman might say, "Okay, I'm listening to God. I'm talking to this man," but this man ain't gonna change overnight. No, it's not an overnight thing. Nothing is an My overnight thing. My thing is, as long as she's uh, working on herself first before uh, she try to work on another project, kudos. What? You don't get it? All right, no. so I'd rather her first deal with her issues before she come and try to fix mine because I'm going to point out your issues if you keep on trying to change me. Hmm. I'm going to beat at it because it's like, why are you trying to change me when you still got this on uh, message? 
that you have you just got locked up. You're not even trying to clean out the closet. No, I don't think that's what I meant by saying that. I just think that when you're dealing with um, in a relationship, um, you're pouring love. Everything has to come from a place of love. Definitely. And when you're pouring in love, Definitely. love doesn't point out what you're doing wrong. And love doesn't point that, oh, you're not this. Love is love. So you're doing it from a place of love, and you're pouring into that vessel. Mm -hmm. Eventually, there's going to be a change. The reason why I said what I said is because it's like I, cause I guess a lot of people misconstrue the, uh, the um, working on a man. You can make him better thing because it's like, most of the times, they're trying to fix. They they view their boyfriend, their uh, husband, or potential whatever situationship um, entanglements as oh, <laughs> <laughs> as things that they um they could a project that they could work on. It's like for instance how there's some women, um, even men, they're wonderful at their job, but in their home life they're terrible. Yeah, so that's right. what I'm saying is. How can you think about trying to get in a relationship with somebody when and try to fix them because you're seeing their flaws when you're not actually trying to work on your own personal um, baggage um, that you have? I'd rather you deal with your thing or at least working towards it before you even think about trying to fix my issue. But why does that even matter if at the end of the day we come in together and, and maybe... Come and win. And may, may, maybe I have a problem, maybe I have a problem, you know what I'm saying, smoking cigarettes or something, or smoking mm -hmm. weed or something. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm sitting there telling you, hey, you know, baby girl, you got to stop shopping so much. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, it'll help out the house a whole lot more. And you be like, oh, you spending money on cigarettes. How is that helping anything That's get better? Thing. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, because a lot of people, um, they don't know how to um, deal with love. Uh, deal with a situation in a loving thing. They're more accusing, and but that's you know, um. You, you know something also is that a lot of women they'll say they want to fix a man, but they don't even know what the problem with the man is. It's just whatever they see or what they view the problem is. I mean, it could be something more deeper than that. Leave it to God. I, you understand I mean, what I'm saying? So I like, do. Yeah, but I, I I feel like I feel like I shouldn't be trying to go around trying to fix the woman, or the woman shouldn't be trying to go around and fix me. We should be trying to fix, fix the house. Other, fix the house or fix each other together. Well, even I don't, I, I, the reason why I, I don't want to say fix each other mm -hmm. is because if we focus on if we focus on the house, the household, Everything I ain't talking about the physical house. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else going to have to just bing, bing, bing and line exactly. up and get into alignment. It's like mm -hmm. um, when I remember when I was younger, um, I was going to this church called Bethel. Um, there was this lady, well, at, at, when we first saw it, we didn't even know if it was a guy or a girl, right? They came. Um, the person came into the church, and then it's like they got same day they got filled with the Holy Ghost, and then the same in the night got um, baptized, and then a few weeks later they came in the church in a completely different person. So it's like it's not that we are telling her to change. Just like what you said, it's like as long as you work on the on the home, everything else will work out. Everything uh, she cleaned out her um her mess, got herself saved and everything, and then it's like afterwards, God just work on everything else little by little. Lot, I don't feel like you need to issue. target that thing. A lot, a lot of us is, is literally it's like um, we'll say, Lord, I know I have this issue. I know I have this. I'm turning over to you, right? 
But we still walking with it. We don't turn it over. We don't turn it over. That's the but thing. But until you have the mindset and the willingness to actually turn it over and give it to the Lord, then you will see the difference and then you become a difference. I mean, I can only speak about me. You know, and when I first started um, KBI, it's not the same person you're looking at today. Nah. Yeah. You know, because when I came in here, you you said two words to me. I was like, bro, who are you talking to? Like, you mm-hmm. got the wrong one. Yeah. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't roll with y'all like that. Mm-hmm. First of all, I don't trust none of y'all. Mm-hmm. So how are you, you know? now? How come you have changed? What has caused the change? Okay. So, you know, I was just to be like, you know, I, I, don't roll, I don't roll like that. Like, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I'm going to be transparent. Me and Pastor Laura had issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had to... To get yourself in a mindset, and I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I went to counseling. Mm. I went to some serious counseling. Nobody knew, and I said it before. Not even my wife knew. I had issues in my marriage. I had issues in my home. Mm-hmm. I had issues just with me, mm-hmm. and it was because I had hurt. I was hurt on the, on the inside, and the only way I could like deal with my hurt is just to show like, listen, don't mess with me. Mm-hmm. I would literally like twist you up in a heartbeat. That's what I'm saying. You know, and that was coming from some deep internal hurt, yeah. and I had to go figure that out on my own. Was God involved? Of course, but I also had to get second opinions. I'm not going to sit here and listen to my wife tell me that I'm doing this, 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 this. I'm be like, okay, so what? Mm. I ain't trying to hear what you say. You just you're just telling me whatever it is. Now, when you get a second opinion mm-hmm. and it lines up with what your person or somebody else is saying, then you have to look within yourself and say, yeah. listen, I really have some serious issues. Mm-hmm. And it had to take a mindset. I had to use my mind and, and renew and rethink my mind. So it's like pretty much I had to get a blank sheet of paper mm-hmm. and start over. And and you know what? That counselor was able to sit there and see someone on the outside. Mm-hmm. They were able to see the foundation and the structure of the house. Exactly. Not just you, not your problems, that, and, and, and your wife's problems. But not only that, they were they were also able to not look on just the outside and judge you yeah. by what the outside part of you, but they were Correct. able to connect on what's inside of you. And that's pretty much what God does. You know, God said, listen, I don't care about your outside. I don't care mm-hmm. about your exterior. I care about your heart. And a lot of a lot of men out there, you know, they they have good heart, they have good intentions, but they yeah. just have some deep rooted issues. Definitely. And until we deal with it and we understand it, you know, we're gonna still walk around being mad. We're gonna still every little thing affects us. You know, we're ready to lash out and ready to, to feel like, listen, this is our defend the honor. You know, something happened at my job the other day and I looked at it and I sat back and I processed it, you know, because, you know, um this lady came in the store and she was taking pictures of another associate. And I, I, I confronted her. I said, listen, we can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. You know, and, you know, I pretty much told the lady, listen, I'm going to have to ask you, you need to leave the store because you cannot come inside of the store and take a picture. She's like, why? I can do whatever I want. It's my phone. I said, I do understand it's your phone. Mm-hmm. I do understand you pay your bill. I do understand all of that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you come inside of a establishment that's private mm-hmm. and you take a picture or a video of someone, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're sending five people up here to come beat her later up in the parking lot. Yeah. So I'm going to protect my, my associate inside the store. So I'm going to ask you politely to leave. Mm-hmm. And not only I'm going to ask you to leave, I'm also going to call the cops and record it mm-hmm. just in case something happened. They have a, 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 a like a, a background like this happening. It took place. And I'm going to take your video off our CCTV, which we're allowed to do, mm-hmm. and give it to them. Mm-hmm. Now, the latest them at the con, you know what they said? That's why they love and respect me because I have that 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 figure where I can like protect them. Yeah. So women do look for men to protect them, but it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how you go by protecting them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how you go by loving them. Mm-hmm. It's how you go by showing affection. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how you go by showing your emotions. And they do respect it, but it, it starts from within us. It mm-hmm. starts from getting rid of the the hurt and the the past and and dealing with the stuff that we went through and stuff we heard and the stuff that pretty much is spoken over our life. Just like you always said, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna be worthless like your father. Who want to hear that? 
you know, who wants to hear that? Who wants to hear rejection like that coming from, you know, your mom that pushed you out, you know, whoever said, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody that gave birth to you, you're going to look at me in the same limelight and tell me I'm going to be worthless to my father? Yeah, well, that, that came from something that wasn't resolved. Exactly. And because it wasn't resolved, um, she's walking with that hurt. And then now you're walking with now it. Now she keeps looking at you and like, you're just going to be no good just like your daddy. It's just going to be you know, infestation. Kind of infestation and the child keeps infested. hearing that and then process that and you know how that goes. And I, I think there's like, even with us, like like even for someone to sit in and be like, Mom, what you mean? I'm going to be worthless just mm-hmm. like my dad. Like it's not in us to even be subtle and find out why are you saying that to even, you know, and, and it might be because of our immaturity or man, you made me mad. I don't even want to talk to you. But I feel like that's what a lot of people sometimes do to us, man. They try and get us like angry right. and mad so that we just get a certain way. It's like you ever heard someone say, "You beat me being mad." <laughs> like yeah. someone did something and they know they was wrong for doing, and they gonna make it seem like you was the one doing wrong so that they wrong don't get exposed. That's not like what women do. But listen, in relationships, I saw a comment here and I remember, mm-hmm. in relationships, when you have God in the relationship, as you should, mm-hmm. because marriage is instituted by God, God works on the two people to become one. So it's not, uh, I'm pointing out your flaws and you pointing out my flaws. Can never be. The, thing, the, the, thing, Lord, the thing with a lot of relationships is that we don't have a lot of communication. And communication to me solves all problems. It just makes everything just like flows and make everything just works out wonderful. If we don't mm-hmm. communicate, the thing is that you, you, you meet someone, you know, you're attracted to them, and you don't ask questions. No. You know, you just fall for the person and you yeah. fall for you're their... You're afraid their, to ask questions because you don't want to hear the answer. I don't think you're afraid to ask questions. You, you just be. You just don't ask questions. Now when you're in a relationship and you're five, six years in, now you're asking all these questions, but you should have asked from the beginning. You, you saw <laughs> little traits, yeah. but you didn't want to deal with them. You didn't want to ask about them because it may turn you off. So you said, boy, I love this one too much. This one is fine. Let me work it. You know, me and my wife was talking the other day, and I said, you know the best thing you ever did... You know, for me to actually like, you know, change and to actually want a willing mindset to change was the fact that you sat there and you spoke to me and not only spoke to me, you showed me like what I did that affected you and hurt you. And that's good. And that's what a lot of people don't do. Some people you can't do that with. But that's what we should try. That's the approach we should try to do because... Some if, people if, get if, defensive. If they, get, if they get defensive and they want to lash back and then now it becomes an argument. Back and forth. Yeah. yeah. So then now you have an argument. Guess what? Argument don't resolve nothing. No, it doesn't. But when the person takes a step back now and says, listen, you know you did like X, Y, Z. You know you, and, and it really affected me. You know, it really bothers me. You know, and then if the, if a man is really to change and not use that as like a vulnerable thing, which is something I'm just going to get up and do every day, mm-hmm. then you start to see a difference. Yes. You know, and back to what I was saying, it's like, you know, when I first started, you know, that was me. That's the person who I was. Mm-hmm. You know, just this hard, you know, my, 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 I, I, to me, I used to tell people I don't have a heart. You know, I have an mm-hmm. icebox there. Mm-hmm. You know, I just never care. I just never care of anything. And, and there's a lot of stuff that happened. You know, I remember when, like, Pastor Lord, like, you know, in regards to the office, and I'm sitting there, like, the whole time she's talking, I'm like, I don't care about no office. Y'all can have it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't really, like, we were talking about, like, like, like back then I just became deacon and all that, and you're, like, okay. in respect to the office and all that. Okay. And in my mind, even though I'm coming up in the church, I, I still had that mentality, like, who cares about an office? You can have mm-hmm. it. Like, I could roll back to the streets right now. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, 
you know, when 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 you're young, you know, coming up and you you you're in a ministry or whatever it is, yeah. and you don't understand a lot of things, mm -hmm. you know, your mind is not. It's just like all of us could be in one room. We could have one conversation, one topic, but not everybody's in the same mindset. Not mm -hmm. everybody's on the That's same conversation. Right. That's right. So you might be looking at everything like, okay, the office is this, the office is that. And I'm looking at you like you can have it. Like I don't care about the it. office. Don't mean anything. No, we weren't talking about a physical office. Mm, we're no. talking about the office of office, like it wasn't. Right. It wasn't really right, right. a physical. So you know it. It, it took a lot of, the you know, self-growth, a lot of, you know, you know, maturity. Maturity, maturity was one of the things, you know, just like Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood a child. That's when it. I became a man, I put away childish things. And when you start to grow and you start to mature, you start to change. And if you're not changing, it's just, you just don't, you just have a mindset and the willing to change. And, you know, it's a lot of things where, you know, like I would, I would see a lot of things or I like a vision, a lot of things, or I dream a lot of things. And then, you know, Pastor Lord would say it like, I'm sitting there like, she just said that. And I'm like, bro, I just dreamed that the other night. So I wasn't really like paying attention to it then until that one time, like I tell you all the time, and I always go back to that story when you say, listen, I saw you in white, and you say this fit. And it was like two days prior, I had that same dream, and I'm looking Whoa. at the dream, like never understood like, what that dream meant or nothing like that. And then I was like, the Lord has said, like, listen, now you, 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 you've done your part. Now it's time for you mm -hmm. to come out from behind the scenes mm -hmm. and start to do what I want you to do and start yeah. to do what I'm calling you to do. And you know it takes a lot of growth. It takes a lot of it, it takes a lot of believing in yourself and as an individual, you know, to do a lot of things and to step into a lot of new, especially something new that you never have done. You know, yeah. it takes a lot from that's within you. You know, that has to develop, that has to grow. You know, to get you to that mindset, to get you to the place to where God wants you to be. You know, I can't run a minister of mine race. I can't run brother Matthew. I can't run pastor Lord race, but I can run my race that's because correct. I want to stay in my lane and mm -hmm. do what the Lord wants me to do. And when it comes to tradition and stuff for us to break that tradition, you know, we have to stay, we have to run our race. Mm -hmm. We can't run our parents race. We can't run our ancestor race okay. because that's what a lot of us is doing. It's just messing us up. Mm -hmm. And we just taking that down and we just keep beating on our kids that's coming up. So now they're like mm -hmm. looking at like, bro, my, my dad don't love me or, you know, my mom don't love me. Because you remember, I don't know if you ever saw that movie Fence. Denzel Washington, nah, and the kid was like, um, he's like, he said that Denzel Washington oh, was his father. He's yeah, like, why you don't love me, man? He's like, bro, do you eat every night? Mm -hmm. Do you have a roof over your head? Yeah. And that's what a father think is love. Yeah. You know, was, just spending money, but yeah. not showing no emotion, not yeah. spending time with them. Yeah. You know, so you know, we we have to you know really sit back and look at everything and just you know you know just understand like you know communicating with your kids, communicating with your spouse, you know, and and opening up and. You know what I mean? Like, at this point in time in my life, I'm going to be honest, you know, I'm not afraid to show people who I am. I'm afraid to show people who I've become. Mm -hmm. And you can't use it against me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I'm at that stage right now where you, try, where you try to use it against me, I'm going to look at you and just laugh because I know that's the enemy trying yeah, to try to get back to me yeah. or trying to bring me back into that place and bring me back in that mindset. And you have to have that mindset where you say, I refuse to let it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you refuse to go back. You know, I, I believe that the, the majority of the stuff that we've been through in life mm -hmm. and we face in life is what make us to who we are today. It it is. It's either gonna make you a better person or it's gonna make you to you're just gonna be stuck in that mindset. Yeah. You know, I always I read the story one time where, you know, one kid came two kids came out of the same home. One came out successful, another one came out, you know, like pretty much nothing. Mm. And they was talking to the they were having a conversation, interviewing the one that was successful, and they're like, Listen, what happened? Like, how you did it? What happened? How you came out of a broken home like that and you made it? He said, Listen, my father drank a lot. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to become that. He was there for motivation. So he was. So he, he used his father's negative and yeah. he used it the positive of his life. Where his other yeah. brother, like, listen, there's like, what happened to your brother? He's like, my father drank a lot. Yeah. And he took on that part. Yep. You know. So it all depends. We all. We God gave us a brain for a reason, mm -hmm. and it's for us to use it and mm -hmm. understand we don't have to be what people try to make us to be. 
and you know, God wants everybody to develop and grow. God doesn't want us to stay where we are. So he, he gives us opportunities, opportunities. Yeah. And I never saw him calling me in the ministry mm -hmm. was an opportunity to grow and to deal with some stuff that I didn't want to deal with. Mm. It's because all of us have stuff. Yeah, we all do. But when he calls you into ministry or he calls you to do something, he already knows that you're going to have to deal with some underlying stuff that you didn't want to deal with before. And this is his way of taking stuff out to you. This is his way of you of him exposing things so he can you can grow and develop. And a lot of times we don't want to step forward. Mm. I don't want to step forward. I wanted to hide. I want I sat down and I reasoned with the Lord, why does it have to be like this? Can't we do it another way? And he said, No, I wanted to do it this way. And I went in and I did it his way. And just like I thought, I got knocked down. Mm. Why? Because there was stuff in me that I didn't want to deal with. Mm. And I, you know, and as it kept coming up, the Lord said, don't worry. And I just kept, I spent a lot of time at the altar crying, mm -hmm. bawling, Lord, you got to help me. Lord, you got to get me past this. Lord, I'm not going to make it. And sure enough, as he kept telling me, you stay in that word, stay in that word. And it strengthened me and it brought, because the more I stay in the word, the more things got exposed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Real self. Yeah. And, 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 but <laughs> when I did, eventually... He took me through purifying, yeah. purification. Yeah, it was a hard yeah, stage. It was a nasty stage. It was something? a stage I don't want to deal with. But look at the results. Mm -hmm. And so I know now that having to deal with anybody out there, they have mm -hmm. to go through this inner healing. Have they to. have to go through have stuff to. they don't want to touch. But they have to. Because how's the Lord going to pour in them when they're already filled with and you know, Stop. you know something that was funny is like I, I was I was married at this point. I tell you, when I six or seven years, I opened up more to a counselor than I ever did to my wife. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like weird. Because you don't want her to you don't want her you to see your you. disappointment. You don't want her to be disappointed. Yeah, you're right. Not only disappointment, you just you just you don't, you don't want that to be used also against against you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know that this person once you tell them. X, Y, Z, they're not going to use it against you. Mm -hmm. They're going to pretty much use that to help you move forward. Yeah. That's a third and, point. you know, it's also another thing. Like, I, t I told, like, the Lord a lot of things. And I was like, you know, I remember I remember the Lord is like, listen, like, bro, I got you. Just You just keep doing what you're doing. Keep keep mm -hmm. progressing. And that's why I always tell people, like, you know, it's not about being perfect to me. It's no perfect being but Jesus that was on this earth. But I just try to progress every day mm -hmm. and put one foot in front of the other. Because the more I progress, yeah. the more it's leading me to perfection. That's why the Bible says, if you're holy, be holy. If you're filthy, be filthy. Yeah. So it's up to you which one you want to choose. You want to mm -hmm. be holy, be holy. Mm -hmm. And holiness to me is not long dresses or you know, nah, three-piece suit not. or nothing like that. No. Because a lot of people could dress up on the outside and the inside is filthy. Yeah. But holiness is to me, it's a lifestyle. It's a walk with Christ. It's an intimate relationship that's with it, Christ. That's it. That's it. Mm. You know, and 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 you know, like I I, I tell you know, I was, I was telling somebody the other day. I said, listen, the reason why I love to worship is because I understand what it means to be broken. Mm. I understand what it means like to to reach a place where you're rock bottom, where you're about yeah. to lose everything. Oh boy. Yeah. And that just push that drives me a lot into worship, yeah. and that drives mm -hmm. me into a lot to where you know I don't want to go back to that place. I don't want to mm -hmm. go back to you know the the old Dwayne. You know I don't want to go back to that no. place where you're you're the so Red bitter. Red Sea's already mm -hmm. closed behind exactly. us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back to that place where you're so bitter 
you know, you ain't just, no going back. You, you, you just end up losing everything. Yeah. And who wants to lose anything? Yeah. Who wants to lose at anything? Who wants to lose at life? Mm. You know, the Lord said, "Listen, I came, to, I died, so you can have life and have it more abundantly." Mm. He never, he, he don't want us to die. Mm. You know, and, and just die in the filth and die to be in disgust with ourselves. Mm. And that's what drives people into depression and turn them into being suicidal. Yeah, it can. I was, I was telling somebody, like for instance, if we was to look at our life, like Apostle Paul mentions it, mm. we are living letters or epistles, mm-hmm. and. What we've done in the past is written down, recorded. Mm-hmm. I don't care how mean we were to people. I don't care how nasty we were. It was written down, recorded. Of course. And we will be judged for it. But the point I'm trying to make now, mm-hmm. we can overshadow our past with so much so good. So much good, yeah. And if we are smart and diligent, and if we do it with the, in, in the Lord, we could redeem the time that we have left. Mm. And we can overshadow everything that we did in the past. All did it. It's the same as is is like when Joseph he named one of his sons Manasseh mm-hmm. means forget all his trouble, mm-hmm. and the other one Ephraim right. double portion double of everything. Portion of everything mm-hmm. So we should be trying to redeem double portion right now, so that so that as soon as the Lord judges us for our past, mm-hmm. our present will be much more glorious than our past. I'm yep. curious about that's something. That's it. I respect how you say you got your inner healing um, through your counseling sessions and stuff like that. But what is effective um, communication? Because I saw someone, um, Nikki, uh, she was talking about how effective communication helped, um, blah, 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 with yeah, family. But yeah. my thing is... Effective communication effective is, is a big word. Assumption but causes effective. disagreement and division. The part that um, I, I'm trying to understand, because like, we all know what communication is, but it's like, um, I see. I um, I see in certain families they they communicate through um, arguing. Yeah. It's like they get everything out. Yeah. It's like we're not leaving here until we get everything out. Yeah. But what do you can? Because it's like there may there may be some yelling, but they effectively get their point across. And then certain people are like, oh, we don't argue. <laughs> and, I think I and think that's and because and they may seem as if they're um okay on the outside, but internally we don't know what's going on behind closed doors yeah so i'm trying to figure out from my better understanding because i suffer i'm not that i don't communicate that well sometimes um what is effective communication effective communication is where people don't have to guess what you're going to do or guess what you're doing next what's the fun in that so what do you mean what's the fun in that it's the fun is so that everybody's on the same page Mm. all right if everyone's on the same page everyone knows what's going on you know, then you won't have misunderstandings. You won't have disagreement. Where it's like I'm going left and you're going right. You mm-hmm. know, it's like think about an army. They march together. They march on one accord. So for them to march on one accord, it has to be a clear expectation of what has to be done and what has to be going on. Okay. So if you don't have effective communication and say, listen, this is the goal ahead of us and this is what we're trying to do. Even in a relationship, you know, if you communicate like, listen, all right, I'm leaving work. I'm about to stop by Minister Amon and then you know I'm I'm gonna head home. You know, so. That's that's communicating. Yeah. So when they call like, okay, what's going on? Where you at? Oh, I'm by Donovan. Oh, why didn't you tell me that you going by Donovan? It, it eliminates that that in between. It eliminates that that negative energy that's gonna come next. And then you're gonna be like, so now Donovan looking at you, you're on the phone, and then you're gonna be like, oh, now she trying me in front of my homeboy. So now you wanna want to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. If you had just communicated from the beginning, like, listen, I'm leaving work. I'm gonna stop by Minister Month, you know, and I'm gonna wrap it up with him a little bit, and then I'm gonna be on my way home. You know, it kind of eliminates that disagreement, eliminates that negative energy and negative air in between. You know, so when you don't communicate, you know, you don't have, you know, effective communication, 
you know, and it's not clear, you know, and people don't understand what you're doing, then it just becomes a jumble. It just becomes, like, none void. I mean, it's a, it's a lot to it, because even in the fact, like, say, for instance, like, the wife was like, where you at and what you doing, and I ain't communicate with her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she was asking, and I'm not even worrying about why she asking, because I already told her I was going to be out, whatever. But she's trying to get food for the house, and she ain't gonna be able to make food for the house, and she want me to bring some food for the house. So she ain't really checking on me or trying, but she's trying to communicate with me. That too. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so the point being is, as long as the house gets taken care of, mm-hmm. that that's why I mentioned. That's why I mentioned. It doesn't matter what problem mm-hmm. I have with you, what problem, because all of us got problems. Mm-hmm. But as long as the house is taken care of, mm-hmm. at the end result, to me, that's effective. That's effectual. All right. So, so wait, one minute. Okay. You said something. Now communication is is two. You need two parties: mm-hmm. the person that's speaking and the one that's receiving. You know, you had this um, game back in the day, Chinese telephone. I whisper this, and uh, yeah. And at the end, the thing that I say to the next person and the next person, when the last person opens up to say exactly what they thought I said through the other parties, mm-hmm. it's always distorted. Yeah. So you have to make sure that what you're saying. It's clear enough that the person mm. that's receiving it will understand. Yeah, understand it. They have to Big have point. an understanding. What's in? You have an image in your mind, mm. and that's what. I, and I don't. I know you don't like to bring up Bible light, but I'm going to say, okay. you know, okay. the children of Israel. You know, they were on their way to the promise, but they didn't have a clear understanding mm-hmm. of what it is. Oh, I hear it's a three day journey or eleven day journey. Mm-hmm. They didn't have an understanding like what was going to happen. Oh, I'm going to be in the promise. I'm tired of Egypt. I'm going to the promise. They didn't know that there was going to be a stop over the wilderness where they're going to be tried. Mm-hmm. When you are speaking to someone, mm-hmm. you want to effectively communicate to them what it is. Give them the picture, the image you have in your head. You want to make a clear picture that they will understand yeah. what it is. And even with communication, and I'm bringing up this one thing, and then I'm, um, and this morning the Lord was speaking to me, and I was looking in the book of I think it was Genesis when Abraham would say said to the Lord, "How do I understand this? Because mm-hmm. traditionally, Eliezer of Damascus mm-hmm. is the heir. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, when somebody don't have any children, mm-hmm. he is the heir of my estate." And the Lord said, no, he's not going to be your heir. And then Abraham said to God, how do I know this? (laughs) I I can't can't wrap my mind around it. And then it talks about going off to sleep. Lord put him into sleep. He was sleeping. And then there was a horror of darkness. And the Lord told him to cut up some animals, half, you know, and lay them, you know, beside each other. And not to cut up the doves the pigeons, the birds. And that night, there was the fire. There was the torch, and it went between the pieces. It's showing you that something has to be processed. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't understand how you're going to tell me mm-hmm. Eliezer is not going to inherit my estate, but I am going to produce an ear. I can't get around it. I'm old and all of that. And it took them all these many years. Mm-hmm. For the seed to go into is Egypt and go through slavery and depression mm. and oppression and affliction, them coming out in the wilderness, 
And then he said, this is how you shall know. That's right. He talks to the seed afterward. I'm bringing you into the knowledge of it. Abraham couldn't understand it. You had to go through a process. But here you are now understanding why I had to take you here to bring you into that knowledge that he couldn't receive. But now you can see. Some things you will hear, you will not understand, but you will have to go through a process before the understanding of it and the enlightenment or until you can walk in that enlightenment. But isn't that called faith? It is a faith walk. So, Some things you can't see unless you walk it up. And I didn't mean to go so no, deep no, no, into all of that, perfect. but I just thought it's I would just put it in. Yeah. My thing is, um, I had a friend, still, it's still at least a friend of mine. Um, him and his wife, they... I mean, they're always talking, checking up on each other, making sure everything's good, even arguing to a point, get, um, make sure they clear the air and everything. But uh, they know where every um, every move that each other tends to make. Um, but it's like he still do his thing on the side, and if you know, you catch what I mean by do his thing, right? Yeah. So he does his thing on the side, but still he comes home. Everything, uh, and but at the end of the day. They, even though they're um, they're they're communicate they doing effective communication, they still couldn't agree on certain things and still separate. So I'm I'm trying to figure out where in the communication did they slip? Because it's like they're doing what you, you just mentioned. Um, they're hey, I'm gonna be at my friend's house drinking whatever, um, hanging out with the boys or whatever. Oh, I'm with the girls. We we doing this. Um, we this app um crazy stuff at work blah 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 oh and then it's like not only that but they make sure that they take care of the situation at home making sure the kids are doing well in school all this other stuff but it's like at the end of the day they couldn't mesh and they end up separating but it's like I don't think that's effective but yeah. what he was what doing could, something else on the side too right yeah he said he was doing something on the side he didn't communicate that part right why he telling that part that's not my business. So you just answered the question. Well, it's like, it wasn't effective communication. I'm trying to figure out like it didn't um, come into one. It didn't yeah. come into one with 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 the increase of the mm. covenant. If you're gonna if you're gonna say, if you're gonna communicate communicate everything. Mm. Remember remember that video you sent me that time when you told me when the girl the guy was sitting on the chair and he was telling the girl like listen like the way our relationship going now you made me feel like I want to go cheat on you. Mm. Yeah. So think about it like that. Well, it's been awesome. It's been real. It's done, man. Oh. Minister Martin, final thought. To break tradition, and I feel like we have to understand, there's a scripture I love, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 21, prove all things and hold on fast that which is good. And, 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 it, and it lets me know, it lets me know the, the, the Holy Spirit, you prove it by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to let you know what traditions to hold on to, what traditions to break. That's right. And, and I, I believe then, then, once we understand, once we hear, you know, then we could do our pursuing, our overtaking, and our getting recovering all. So, yeah, I believe. Brother Matthew. It's crazy, actually. But guess what? We're still blessed. Definitely. My final words. Pastor Lord. What's the question? Final thought. Tradition. In order to move forward, you have to be willing to let go some old things. Mm. <laughs> what are you laughing? That's the comment. You have to mm-hmm. let go. You have to be willing to let go some old things and give room for new mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. For you to let go, to, 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 to get rid of the, the 
past, the old traditional things, and to move forward, let go some old and get ready for some new, right? Mm -hmm. Brother Matt? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All That's right. That was a definition right man. there. You know, tradition <laughs> was just, yeah, generation upon generation, mm -hmm. you know, getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. You know, they said your boy's living like roommates, which is true. Yeah. <laughs> they no longer roommates. <laughs> <laughs> now they're mates, no room. Nah, they just. <laughs> yeah, well, my final thought is, you know, um, you know, transparency, you know, to me is a is a key thing. You know, if yeah. you if you get yourself to that place where you could be transparent and know that if somebody, you know, throws it back in your face, it won't affect you, it won't make you feel belittled, you know, then go ahead and do it. You know, be transparent, you know, let you know, my brother, you know, me and him was talking the other day and he goes, you know, he curse a lot. And I'd be like, I said, bro, I asked him like seriously, I said like why like every other word is just like a curse word. He goes, bro, that's how I that's how I, 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 I communicate. Yeah. yeah, that's how I communicate. He's like, that's how I, I that, that, that's pretty much his emotion. Yeah. You know, he's like, I'm spitting all my emotions to you right now. And I'm like, but it don't sound like emotion. It just sounds like a bunch of jumbled words. And he's like, bro, you know, you a P. And I'm like, that's, I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, but that still don't make, you're still not explaining to me. And he's like, well, that's how, that's how he communicates. Yeah. You know, so I have to understand that like, that's how my brother communicates when he talks. Understand you know, so it, yeah. when he's going through his stuff, that's his communication pattern. He's just yeah. going to curse and fuss. Yeah. And I noticed it's the same thing with my father. When my father's going through his thing and he's communicating, it's the same way. Yeah. Every, every other word. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I'm just, I'm the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. and that's you know? a different table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, nice. I'm, I'm, it's a lot of stuff that's, that's embedded in my, you know, my, my generation. Were you that, ever like that? And, I can't say I was. Okay, that's good. That's like, you'd have to, like, really get me to, like, if I curse, it's, it's something that's coming behind that. Okay. Yeah, so I was more of a doer. I just, I didn't talk that much. <laughs> okay. You know, I just got quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it just, it just showed me that there's a lot of stuff that's embedded, you know, in my in my background, you know, that yeah. I'm breaking the tradition. I'm just yeah. not following. I'm not going through it. It's one that I'm really working on, you know, that, that, that. I'm going to um, be honest, though. I'd rather you talk than to be quiet. Yeah, Okay. But there's one that I'm really working on that, you know, you know, I'm I'm praying to the Lord that, you know, one day I will overcome that and, and just continue to move forward and just continue to break tradition because I don't want, you know, what, you know, I went through or the stuff that, you know, I faced, you know, my sons come up and see that and my sons go through that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I have to be the difference. I have to be the difference maker. And, you know, my mom always tell me, you know, it's like she remember, you know, when she said, because she always said, like, listen, man, I'm proud of you. You know, I remember he said, you're not going to be nothing like your father. You know, he's going to be different. You know, that's the reason why God gave us a brain. You know, nice. he doesn't want us to follow anybody or follow anybody's footsteps. You know, but he wants us to run our own race or in our own race and do our own thing. You know, so understand that you have a mindset of your own. You have a brain of your own. God gave you it for a reason. And it's not for you to follow any tradition or follow anything that anyone has done. You could break tradition by doing something totally different completely different, you know, and just, just living outside the box. You know, tradition holds you inside of a box That's and keep it, it there and keep yeah. you planted there. But for you to uproot it and dig dig yourself out of that box, stay out of that box, and just do what your mind's telling you to do and do what makes you happy and what makes you free. Man, it's been awesome. It's been real. Don't forget to hop over to our YouTube page. It's just a conversation. Don't forget to subscribe. I appreciate everyone that tuned in. Appreciate all the comments, you know, everyone that's on. <laughs> Sister Nikki, brother. Oh, Apostle Martin. Sister Verone, appreciate you. You know, so appreciate everyone that tuned in, everyone that's on. Uh, so until next week, it's been awesome. It's been real. It's just a conversation where we say hashtag talk, talk about, about it. it.